Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. So we're enjoying our Old Barracks coffee break with Tom O'Brien from the Limerick Beekeeper Association, Orla Hearn from Ahern Nurseries and Anna Powell, who's a third year journalism student at UL. Why do people grieve celebs? And I'm in context of Matthew Perry of Friends um, passing away uh, over the last few days. I'm not really sure why people grieve celebs such as Matthew Perry so intensely. I suppose it's because they're you know, maybe they've watched it during a certain period of their life or they've they have a certain like emotional connection to the show. But to be honest, I think maybe it's it's a bit intense to to grieve a celebrity. Um, should you be able to separate the, the, the actor and the character and mm-hmm. not have to grieve all in one because the character lives on? I do think it's important to recognise the, the work of an actor and the impact maybe they had in a certain field. But is, is grieve a, a bit of an intense word, maybe? Do you or your friends watch Friends? Yeah, so I've grown up watching Friends. Have you? Um, That's I, the second time round, as it were, because it was the 90s when, when it was huge. Yeah, so I think it was uh, maybe finished in 2004, if I'm not mistaken yeah, there. Yeah, there um, yeah. So I was two when it finished up. There you go. But it's still, like, I grew up watching it and so did my brothers. Um, and we've watched all the seasons countless of times. Um, I don't know how many times my mum has come into the kitchen hearing it playing and she's like, oh my God, Friends again. Yeah. Um, but it is one of those shows that's a classic. It's it's enjoyable to watch. It's quite relaxing to watch. Mm-hmm. Do you remember it? Oh, rem- I was there in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah I the was first, there. The yes, first yeah. time, yeah. Obviously, I'm older than Anna here. But yeah, no, I remember it and I remember it well. And it almost felt like these six characters are sitting in my sitting room. They're just, it's its exactly what you wanted in your life. You wanted your friends with you in a fancy apartment, New York. And it, it, I think it resonated that whole, uh, you know, oh, that could be me. And I, and I think every single one of us had a character that we could associate with a little bit more, yeah. you know. Yeah. But with I, Matthew, yeah. I think, you know, of all the characters, I think off, off of the friends and away from that. Mm. I mean, he did struggle so badly in he life did, and yeah. he was very vocal about that towards the end where he gave many interviews talking about his addiction and how, you know, it was like he was allergic to alcohol and he spoke so well about it and he defended it and I don't think there's any of us here that doesn't know somebody with uh, some sort of an addiction yeah do you remember it Tom first time around definitely I grew up with it and even my children especially my daughter has nearly the whole series watched again and is getting the fame out of it that I got in my younger days um, so, so, so how did you react when you heard that Matthew Perry, uh, Perry, who was who was Chandler, of course, had had passed? I suppose disappointment was the first thing. Yeah. Was, um the loss of a, a life of a very talented actor and things like that. But a lot of what I think we grieve about is the character we become associated with rather than the actor itself. And we get involved in their storylines and we get involved in how they portray themselves and... We often relate to some of that through our lives ourselves and I think those are the things that we get addicted to in a sense and then we grieve that but the character itself, the the person behind us is the the, the real uh, victim here Mm. and you know we kind of miss the person then because that character isn't going to be portrayed anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, the other thing is that addiction, as we well know from talking about it on this show, I mean, it can happen in any walk of life. You, you think, and this is probably true, that it was multiplied by his fame and the suddenness of it and the hugeness of how famous uh, they were um, and then of course the money that, that went with that but it was terribly sad but I, I have to say I mean not only was he a brilliant comic actor but if you want to see him do a more serious role and do it really really well it's worth checking out The West Wing because he played a character called Joe Quincy in that great series that great political um, series he wasn't in it for very long but he just reminded you this this man could act you know it wasn't all about the punchlines and the one-liners um, uh, either uh, now this story um, Tom I must ask you about uh, this uh, pesticides um, in England um, and, and apparently they are bee killers they've been found at dangerous levels in English rivers and the government considers allowing the use of one that is banned in the EU so that's a, the UK government I mean what do, what do you make of that? Well, it's a big problem um, to all the, especially to the food industry, is, is what's suffering as a result of this. Um, these pesticides are approved so that they keep the pest down to grow more crops and healthier crops and so forth. But the knock-on effect is, is a huge problem. As a beekeeper, we use the bees monitoring to monitor the actual um, environment we live in. There are indicators of that. And I've got involved in what we call the Insignia Programme, which is something that's run throughout the 27 countries in the EEC. And over, say, 2019 was the first year we did it, where we sample pollen and various elements of the hive, and it's analysed. And this year was the, the next stage of it, and they took four different samples. And what they're looking for is the pollen will pick up the pollutants in the air, like the, the sprays and all of that. They're also looking at this year then the actual um, metals, which be the exhaust fumes and all of that. And the other element in the environment then that's affecting uh, the bees. The bees have been proven as a marker of our environment we live in. And if the bees are healthy and the environment around them is healthy, then we, at the end of the line, are healthy as well. Because the pollinators in general, not just the honeybees, but the, the, the honeybee is the most important one, is um, very important to the food industry. Because mm. a large percentage of the food industry is depending on pollination. And everything is sprayed today. If people don't like what's growing in the corner over there, it's sprayed. And, and there are other options. Oh, there are other options. Like, you know, and sometimes it takes a little bit of extra work, like what, and actually pick the weed. That's what people call a weed. is actually a flower, a wild flower that nobody likes. So, like, I let everything around me grow as wild as I possibly can, but yet I keep control in it. Like, you know, you can mow at the end of the year and things like that. But the less that's put into the environment, the less it affects people. And it has a knock-on effect to people's health. Would you generally agree, Orla? Oh, I mean, I, I could listen to Tom all day talk about this subject, to be honest with you, because it is, I think since England left the EU, this is what's happening there as opposed to here, is that there are a lot of um, chemicals that have been banned in the EU, which is great, but they're loosening that law now in England, which means, and uh, it's the public... Taking back control. Yes, on Brexit, we're they, taking back control. And, and that control is a slippery slope mm. because now... Um, Depends who's doing the controlling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're, they're talking... <laughs> the COVID inquiry over there this week, I oh, think, stop. summed up oh. some of that. It, it's just endless. And, and at the end of the day, they're finding twice as much of the uh, levels of toxicity in the water um, it's bad for 
aquatic life. It's it's just bad for the environment. It's toxic. And we thankfully have much better regulations over here. I mean, look, years ago, you only had strawberries during the season that they yeah. were grown in Ireland. Yeah. Now, the demand from the public is, I want strawberries all year round. So For Christmas. The, yeah. So the choice is, okay, we have to import them from a country who can grow them all year round, or you can get them grown here, but the, the use of chemicals and everything is applied to them. Mm. Put it this way, I would not eat something in the line of a piece of fruit if it wasn't washed. Right. because production is using okay. an awful that's, lot. That's, that's interesting. And I mean, from your perspective, you know, younger people who really have to be concerned about the environment, because obviously you're hoping to be on the planet a lot longer than maybe some of us. Yeah, look, I think, I just think it's important to look after the planet and do what you can. If there's other alternatives to pesticides that are quite easy to do, then we should just do them because we'll regret it in the long run if we don't. Yeah, yeah. And and you you have, I mean, it's a, it's a major concern for your generation. It really is a huge concern now. And you know, we, what we've seen even over the last few weeks um, in what's going on. It's, yeah. yeah. And there are there are biological controls that can be used. Okay, they might be a little bit more expensive or a little bit fiddly yeah. or that, but, but the options are there. It's just we're not used to using those options. Right, okay. I we think everybody has to look at what they're doing and take control of that because all this comes down to the food chain at the end of the day. And all of this is like a lot of those nicotines that are there out, they're all um not breaking down. So therefore, they're not biodegradable. They're not friendly to the planet. And it, if they build up in your system, ill health will eventually follow in time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the, the worrying part of it. Okay. Well, listen, thank you very much. Great to chat to the three of you. Super to have you with us in the studio today. It's Tom O'Brien of the Limerick Beekeeper Association, Orla Hearn of Hearn Nurseries, and Anna Powell, who's a third-year journalism student at the University of Limerick. And that is it from us on another busy morning. Thanks to Ashlyn for producing. Coming up after news at 12, it's afternoons with JP. One digit of the new cash code has been guessed. You'll get a chance to enter and maybe join the other finalists and Monday morning on The Breakfast Show, someone is going to win in and around €6,000. That's what's in the cash safe at the moment. Lots of sport and other things uh, to come on Live95 and check out our social media um, podcast and do download the Live95 app if you haven't done it already. Lots of great features there and you can take us with you wherever you go. Have a good weekend. break on Limerick today with the Old Barracks Depot Dock Road for coffee beans, machines and expert coffee advice Your views, your news Your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95